guys, Andy here. Welcome to episode 5 of the Android Andy UK podcast. It's the 18th of January, um, and actually it was my birthday yesterday. One year older, not so much to celebrate these days, but what it did mean was I got a few gadgets for my uh, for my birthday as gifts. Probably the best being a new Logitech G613 um, mecha- wireless mechanical keyboard, uh, which actually I'm really, really enjoying. I kind of I put it on my, my wish list, my birthday list, um, well, actually, it's my Christmas list, but then because it's not far after Christmas, it gets used for birthday as well. Because uh, I love the mechanical keyboard. I had a Q-pad or something like that. But every now and then I like to sort of sit at my computer and put my feet upon the table, or my legs upon the table and sort of lay back. But then I can't reach the keyboard, which is on a slidey bit underneath the desk, and I have to slide that in to be able to sit like that. So I kind of thought to myself, well, actually, it'd be really nice to have a wireless keyboard that I can just pull out, put on my lap, and do with as I wish. Um... And uh, thankfully, my brother bought it for me for my birthday, which I'm really grateful for. And it's, uh, it's, I'm really enjoying it so far. It's quite impressive, being it's uh, it's wireless. They claim they claim that their light speed wireless technology is actually quicker than wired, which is quite interesting. Because I'm going to use it for gaming, so it was it was reasonably important that it was quick. I'm I'm bad enough as it is. I don't need delay from me pressing a key getting through to the computer. Um, and uh, but all in all, it's the only. The only sort of downside is no, it's not backlit like my previous one, which I guess you can't. It's going to draw extra power, and you know, it's only got a couple of things, a couple of AA batteries in there. I mean, hopefully that's going to last me. A year. Those batteries will last a good, I, don't know, I guess, a year or so, maybe. Um, but if it was backlit, I guess that's a much, much, much bigger draw. And you know, if you change your batteries every couple of weeks, that would be quite annoying. So I can kind of understand that. Um, also, there's a bit of a weird hollow, echoey noise once I hit the keys, but. To be fair, I've not noticed that as much recently. When I first got it, I kind of could could hear it, but I can't. I don't really notice it as much now. If there are any sm- minor drawbacks? I think generally it's a really nice keyboard. Check it out, Logitech G six one three. I did do a video, so go to my YouTube channel to have a look at that. And please do, if you are going to buy one, use the link underneath the video because I get a few pennies from Amazon. Um, but on all, yeah, really very good keyboard. Really quite impressed with it. So. And I actually got it a little bit early then as well because I decided, I think it was on a Saturday, like a, a week or so back now, um, that I would set up my Raspberry Pi 3, which my brother also got me for Christmas. So I was looking for things to plug into. I had a, I had a mouse that I used for my laptop, so I plugged that into the USB. And I was looking for another keyboard so I don't have to get behind my PC and unplug my PC keyboard and plug that into the Raspberry. Um, and I went to my brother and said, have we got a spare keyboard knocking Because we used to have loads, we used to do LAN events, and we literally had probably had like 10 or 12 spare keyboards. But when we moved into the flat, we probably got rid of a lot of them. Um, and I just couldn't find one. I said, have we got a spare keyboard? And he said, well, well uh, if you need a spare keyboard, I guess go and open your, your birthday present. Oh, okay. And then it was this G613. Anyway, so, um, yeah, set so the Raspberry Pi up. It's it's quite sort of a fun little device. I guess my issue is I don't really know what I'm going to use it for. Uh, if you if you Google Raspberry Pi projects, there's loads of different ideas out there. I think the main thing I see is people using for media servers, and I don't really have a need for that. I've got, we've got a, a file server which holds all my media and DNAs to the TVs. I don't really need. I mean, I guess I could have a portable one, but then I just don't particularly need it. Um, but the Raspberry Pi three, it's got Bluetooth, it's got Wi-Fi. So actually, the, the the new keyboard can also connect to Bluetooth and you can switch back and forth between the light speed and the Bluetooth. So I've, I've been able to use that with Raspberry Pi actually. So I didn't even need the, I don't even need my old mechanical keyboard. So I'm looking to sell that. Uh, but it's, it's generally, it's quite impressive. The only time I realized that it really slowed down, I installed not Chrome, Chromium. And, um, I tried to open up my usual sort of web pages like TweetDeck being one of them. 
and it seemed to I mean pretty much just hang the whole device so I've not tried that again um, I was doing a little bit of coding I, I actually wrote my first Python program on uh, on the Raspberry Pi just a little shopping list app that it sort of said what item would you like to add to the list and you type apples and it adds apples but if you type apples again it takes it off if you type show it shows you your shopping list if you type exit you know just uh, just a silly just just a sort of I'm just testing the Raspberry Pi really at that point, but it is the first Python program I've written. And I, and I did get the Raspberry Pi because I want to learn Python and I am learning Python. But I don't yet really see how I don't understand if they're if they're native apps because I've written a sort of I made a Python, you know, whatever shopping list.py, but I can't run that natively, I don't think. So I need to look into exactly how Python fits into the Raspberry Pi. If you know, let me know, email me. Android.uk, have a look at the contacts page. So, uh, but that's been quite funny. It's quite for forty odd quid. It's just a little bit of fun. It's a little bit of gadgetry if you're into that kind of thing, um, or just making projects. Some people have done some amazing things. Even just simple stuff like I don't know. So I saw some of the work. The IT department they've got all these different meeting rooms. They've got little Raspberry Pis in each one with motion sensors, and actually reports back to a server somewhere if a office is in use, and they they sort of generate usage statistics for the different offices. Which I thought that's quite, that's my kind of thing. That's my sort of nerdy kind of thing. I really need to get into that sort of stuff so there's yeah i mean from what i understand there's loads of options for you to just play and build things and all sort of that so uh yeah check it out again i've done a, a brief video on the raspberry pi so have a look at that if you're interested to know more um other news in the last couple of days youtube sent me an email it really worried me at first it basically said we're no longer going to monetize your channel what and i was really i was really quite panicking then i realized they were talking about my personal email uh email youtube channel which okay fair enough well not fair enough but still it's not as bad <laughs> at least my main one is still still monetized uh so basically they're bringing in a new criteria that you've got to have at least 1000 subscriptions and at least 4000 hours viewing time in the last 12 months now both of those are pretty hefty so my main android under uk channel not a problem i'm at closing in on 15000 subscribers and I think about 10,000 hours every year. So I, that's, you know, I'm well beyond the criteria for that, not a problem. But my personal one, which I just, I mean, generally I just throw up little bits of me playing games or I can have family stuff on there, for just like private. Um, every now and then, though, I do a review of something that's not really technically or technical related. So I don't really want to put it on Android Andy. Like I've done the last couple of mattresses that I've bought, I've done I've done one for a bike lock that's, that's really popular. Actually, I've got, you know, five-figure views. So they're no longer going to be monetized, and it's not a massive thing. They weren't making big money, you know. I was, I think, I was getting about five pound a month from my personal channel, which obviously is next to nothing. But it's a little annoying that they've brought in these criteria. So I guess what I'll do, I'll move the sort of odd little review videos over onto Android Andy. I'll, maybe I'll do a playlist that will just be called something like weird reviews, different reviews, I don't know, whatever, and I'll just stick them there. And at least I'll still get some some pennies for those things. Um, just I don't know if I said just so you know so I average around sort of two and a half minutes on Android Andy of watch time any video that someone watches on average they watch two and a half minutes of it um, on my personal channel they average two minutes so you're looking at around about a hundred thousand views every year that's quite a lot so I think there's, there's going to be a lot of YouTubers that are no longer can be monetized I mean granted it's not big money if it is those sort of smaller numbers like I say about five pound a month but still um, and mine's well my personal channel is a long way from the criteria so there'll be some making I don't know 30 to 40 pound a month which all of a sudden no longer going to get monetized now they don't really give a reason why they're doing this but I'm pretty sure it's to do with the issues they've had where someone makes uh, let's call it a risky video where they 
I don't know, they're talking about things they probably shouldn't be talking about or they're being quite controversial or, you know, whatever it might be. And somebody's advert has played before that video for, you know, whatever reputable company there might be. And they've got upset because their video has been attached to this risky and, you know, uh, whatever type of video. And they've threatened action. They've pulled their uh, their adverts off YouTube and all that sort of thing. So initially YouTube brought in this thing where they demonetized certain videos that they um, deemed to be risky. And it was clearly being done by a bot, by an algorithm, because around probably 60 to 80% of my videos keep getting demonetized, and I have to ask for them for a manual review, which luckily I get enough views that they would do that. Um, but it's quite annoying, and you do wonder how, what on earth is the script, this this algorithm doing? I mean, one of them was a visit to the Google shop on Tottenham Court Road. Why, why would they trigger that as being risky or, you know, I don't know, very odd. Um, but I guess this new these new limits and the and just demonetizing a whole channel is their new way of of dealing with that, uh, which obviously is going to really quite annoy some people. So again, let me know your thoughts if you're one of these that's going to be demonetized. Let me know what you think. Um, PC gaming. I'm still playing PUBG, but I'm getting a bit more annoyed. I'm trying to tell myself that it shouldn't. I mean, I'm kind of slightly addicted to it because it is such a great game. But at the same time, I've played some evenings. You'll play for three hours, uh, and you'll, maybe you'll get one kill. I'm sure. I'm sure there was one evening where I played for an hour and a half, two hours, and I barely even pulled the trigger on a gun because it's that kind of game. You can spend hours just running around looting, and then you'll get shot in the ear hole by somebody without even knowing they're there. At the same time, the thing that keeps you coming back is when you do have that great game. So we, we had a win three nights ago where we uh, it just gets so tense when you get down to the last 12 we didn't have particularly good cover but all four of us were still alive so we're all trying to watch a different direction we're all calling out what we're seeing and, you know, i love the teamwork aspect of it as well it's fantastic there's not many games where you're so reliant on your teammates and and it well that it pays off so well for you to work together and it's just it is just the little gems like that that keep you coming back because each time you're hoping you'll have one of those um, at the same time the cheating aspect has got pretty silly in a game last night I mean, this one guy, we got down to 20 people left. And again, we're feeling quite good. I think there was at least three of us in the, the squad of four were still alive. And uh, all of a sudden, just one by one, we just got shot by this guy. And you watch the death cam, and he's, he's, I mean, he's kind of on the other side of the map, just randomly spinning and shooting and killing people. It's just so blatant. It's kind of sad in some ways. Um, so, bleh, yeah, I, I keep thinking, I do, I do love it, but I keep thinking I, I really should try and stop playing. I'm still playing a fair bit of Overwatch. Um, I'm really enjoying that. I'm really enjoying the Mystery Heroes, where it just randomly gives you a hero each life, and each time you die, you come back as someone different. That's quite a good fun. Makes you play different characters that you normally wouldn't choose. There's not really much salt. There's not really much aggro. No one can be moaning at your choice because it's not your choice. So it's generally there's a better atmosphere in the game. It gets a little bit weird. I was in a game where I was a Reinhardt, and then before I know it, there were three other Reinhardts, and we had a Bastion <laughs> and I think a healer. So in other words, Reinhardt's a guy with a massive big shield, which has, I mean, 2,000 hit points. It takes quite a long time for them to break the shield. And we had four of them. So we were basically just surrounding this Bastion, who's like a, well, he's like a turret, like a cannon, like a, a Gatling gun type. Just, 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 he can just mow people down. So we were keeping him alive with the healer, with all these shields. And the other team, they got a little bit salty, like, oh, this is not fair, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's just what happens. I'm sorry. You've got to try and deal with it. Um, but, uh, yeah, otherwise, generally, that's quite a good fun. On the TV front, I've finished Peaky Blinders, or I'm up to up to date with Peaky Blinders, I should say. Um, I do, I really like it. I really like it. I mean, the, the, char- the main characters, they keep getting themselves into these predicaments where you're kind of thinking, oh, my God, how on earth are they going to get out of them? And they, without spoiling it, they do, obviously. Well, I say that. There's There's some reasonably main characters that do die it's one of those type of shows that they uh they, they keep you on your toes they keep you guessing 
um so it uh yeah i, I would recommend it it's, sometimes it's a little bit that's a little bit easier the way they get out you kind of they just go yeah well we did this of course and therefore blah 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 and you're, oh um, okay it's a little bit I don't know. But it, no, I shouldn't. It is good. It is good. I recommend it. Peaky Blinders is a BBC uh, show, but it's on Netflix. I highly recommend it. So there we go. I think that's all I've really got for you in episode five. Hopefully you've enjoyed that. Uh, do spread the word. I probably should do a YouTube video letting people know it's here. I don't know if anybody's listening. I think well, definitely there's one person listening because they asked, oh, when are you doing more podcasts? Um, so thank you. If you're that listener out there, I do appreciate you listening. Uh, at least I know I'm not just talking to myself. Anyway, that's it for now. My name's Andy. I'll catch you all again soon.